Yo. What's up, James? Yo, what's good, cuz? Nothing, man. Just uh, trying to stay awake because this time zone stuff sucks. Yeah, you just traveled from uh, from where to where? I traveled from Florida back to here, but then it's like trying to stay up for your goofy ass since you're a <laughs> man. Man. Bro, that's not my fault, dog. I didn't hey, choose this. It's all good. Yeah, you didn't choose the Navy life. The Navy life chose you. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, we couldn't get Austin, or, uh, BC fell asleep, and then Ethan, of course, is studying, because he's in Corman A school, who ya? Um. What a pussy. <laughs> hey, man, he's, he's going, uh, he's going that green side. You could try. Definitely. And then, uh, Noak and Keith both, um, they've been really busy, so it's just you and me right now, man. Hell yeah. So, this is gonna be fun, so... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Carson's Corner. It's been a while since we've done an episode, and I'm really excited because I haven't heard from this dude. James Pierce is who I'm talking to, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't uh, heard from this dude in, since graduation for me. A good while, honestly, yeah. Yeah, like I remember the last time I talked to you was at graduation because you FaceTime Noak at my party. <laughs> that was yeah, fun. I remember that. So, first off, we got an official sponsor on this yeah. podcast and James please take it away because you're the one who's sponsoring it. Uh so <clears throat> started off as a hobby. Um you know Navy Sailor, what can I say? We like to get dumb tattoos, we like to get cheap tattoos. Some of us like to do their own tattoos. Um so uh Stay Gold Tattoo Parlor is now an official sponsor for Carson's uh, Morrison's Carson's Corner podcast. Um if anybody wants any cheap, cheap tattoos, and by cheap I mean, just let me tattoo your body for practice. Come hit me up. All right, perfect. And I'm I'm definitely gonna hit you up on that because I got one in the books, but uh, it's it's just gonna go up from there. So super excited. I do, I do anything from ankle tats to dick tats. Really? Really? Could I get welcome aboard, like tat- tattooed right on mine? Just right above your shaft. Just no, right no, there. like right on it. Just oh, like right along, along it. Yeah, like you know? right on the starboard side. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know. It just about? it just gets you know like progress like the font changes when you get hard. Oh yeah. Works some magic. Oh yeah. That, It'd be like, hey, you want to see a really cool, uh, really cool font? Check this out. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you know it's saying? a party trick. All right, so we're gonna start a new segment in the show, and anytime we get someone new on here. We're going to have a little uh, question air. It's going to be the uh, entrance into the corner. So it's corner time is oh, what this segment's called. <laughs> corner time. So I'm going to have some questions. It's rapid fire. The moment I say it, I just want you to answer it right off the top of your head. The first thing that pops in your head, okay? This is going to be dangerous. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. If you could have any superpower, what would your superpower be? I think my superpower would be uh, to shapeshift. That would be my superpower. Oh, that'd be really cool. Like, like in <laughs> like animals or anything or like what kind of shape? Mostly, yeah, animals, animals, dude. Because like this Boy? basically trumps everything. Yeah, Beast Boy. Oh, heck yeah! She basically man. trumps everything. You want to be invisible? Fuck it, be a chameleon. You want to? You want to be able to fly? Be a bird. You know, be able to be fast? Be a cheetah. You, you got everything. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. That's that's a good superpower. Yeah. All right. What was your first vehicle? First vehicle was a 2004 Chevy Blazer. Ooh. It was a piece of shit, but it Everyone's was my talking. piece of shit. 
everyone's first car has to be a piece of shit. You lose something if you don't. Yeah, it's the bylaws. Exactly. I mean, like, I have my grandpa's truck. It's a 2002. It's not a piece of shit, but it, it's got its moments, you know? Yeah. So, uh... Mine had so many burn holes in there. Sorry, Mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, moving on. Second question. Or, correction. Third question. What was the favorite place that you've lived at? Because you're a military <laughs> child. What was the favorite place? It's a hard question, to be honest. I loved, I loved Europe. I loved everything about Europe. The travel was cheap. The people were great. Um, but I grew up in Virginia, and that kind of that kind of made me the person that I am. <sighs> so Japan, because fuck everything. There you go. Perfect. I'm an adult. I'm an adult now. I do what like I want. That. All right. What was your first tattoo, and what was the meaning behind it? Oh no. <laughs> Um, so at MAA school, right, it's a quote, high intensity training. So tattoos are unauthorized. Like you can't go and get tattoos. So <clears throat> my dumbass, like a week before graduation, I went to a really shitty tattoo parlor and got, uh, my first tattoos. I got, uh, an anchor on my uh, right arm and then, uh, a helm on my left. And, um, to nobody's surprise, they're actually a matching tattoo with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I got to meet her. I actually worked with her for a bit. Mm. That, was, that was fun because I, I, was, I was standing up on – we were at vehicle inspection. And I was just talking about – I was like, oh, yeah, I got a friend. Yeah, because she was, like, near the base. And I saw her. And I was like, oh, like, oh, she just graduated from A school? You're assuming Jordan. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Nope. <laughs> oh. Well, Girlfriend from back in uh, Virginia Beach. Shout out to Coraline. Oh, so many man, I can't keep up with with you anymore. With with my females, girl situation. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I, you, you, I'm, Son you know of God. exactly what I'm talking about. Son of God. Anyways, man. All right, last question. If you could have dinner or lunch or whatever with <clears> any <throat> famous person, past or present, who would it be and why? Past or present, damn. Um, <clears throat> I'd say, I'd say I want to. Um, I'd attend a, a shotgun wedding with Kurt Cobain. That, oh man, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, pun intended. Um, R.I.P. Kurt. But um, because you know, you go to a wedding, right? And that's when everybody goes all out. You can say you want anything. Uh, any, you know, with anybody, but until you've attended a wedding and had what somebody presumes to be the greatest of foods, then have you really tried the greatest of foods, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of want to get, you know, a little stone with Kurt. Just uh, a little uh, bit. Obviously after the Navy. Yeah. That one. All right. Let's that go, sounds fun. That. All right, man. That was, that was a quick, uh, quick corner. <clears throat> How'd it feel to be in the corner? Um, well, it's a little bit different from being in the closet my whole life. <laughs> um, so I'd say it's a good change of pace. That's good. That's good. All right, man. So I want to say thank you again for uh, being on this. It's been a while. Oh, of course. So it's an honor. Let us talk about our timeline of knowing each <laughs> other before we get into a couple crazy stories. So what was the first like thing that you remember? Like the first memory you had between you and me? Of like knowing each other of in friendship. Damn. Um, 
Probably Rotsy. I think. Probably that that sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's back when I was. And in four, yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. talked to her recently. She's doing pretty well for herself. I actually just met back up with her. Uh, yeah, her parents was... are stationed over here. Yeah, well, and she's at the academy right now. Uh, Hoo Yeah, Clara. Yeah. So that should be really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That was the first one. Then we uh, then we played baseball together, and that was uh, that season was just a whirlwind of fun. Oh my God, that season. The best was um uh was uh the icy hot in the uh, underwear. Bro, I was just about to fucking. Say, I was just about to bring that up. The icy R. hot. R.I.P. The... Chris Kaz's ball sack. Oh my god! And then Alex Nowak walking around. Oh my god. That was, Baseball uh, season was a different beast. Man, that that what was your what was the funniest thing or your favorite thing from that season? Hold on. Um shit. Probably probably one of the the better memories from that season is also the funniest. Chris Kaz Rubbing that icy hot all over his fucking dick and balls. Yep. Oh my fucking god. Yep, because that's when you, me, and Kane uh, all spoon <laughs> together. Hey, hey, look, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. Okay. Hey, so am I, man. So am I. We we did it's it not because gay. It's not gay. we did it because I brought the air mattress and you guys didn't have anything to sleep on. You know what? If anybody says that's gay, that makes them gay. Uh, you know, I agree with that. You know, just because you wake up with a dude with a bone, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, bat, a baseball bat. With your best friend, I mean, staying warm on a baseball trip is nothing gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cold. It was cold in the summer at Naples. Exactly. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't even summer. It was like March, so it was still cold. Yeah, it was still super, it was, it was super, super cold. It was snowing during a game, I swear. Yeah, 100%. Blizzard, um, Maybe. I'm pretty sure it was hailing. I think so. Uh, um, there was weird that's weather. where that's where the term hail mary came from. It, yep, well, that's football. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know sports. It's a, it's a hail mary football, man. Oh, okay. Um, man, yeah, that was a fun season. My favorite was uh, I think one of my favorite things from that season was just you and Austin going back and forth. Fuck um, Austin. Um, let it be known. Uh. Austin Bremer is now my enemy again. Again? Again. Uh, we were never enemies, but he's my enemy again. Is this an official declaration? It is. This is, for, this is war. Right. I was talk- we were talking shit earlier. Rather, I was talking shit. But, you know, he was there, so I guess he was talking shit too. Whatever. I don't care. But, I don't know. He, was, he came for my throat, you know, on the podcast. So, I had to come in here and defend myself. <laughs> so for those Slut. people who are who are new to this show, put, explain to them what the call out was, so they can get a little context <clears throat> about this. Um, my name was dropped a few times during the podcast. Um, <laughs> I didn't appreciate you bringing up a past relationship of mine and uh, Alex Nowak. Uh, that's in the past now. Okay, I moved on to bigger things. Okay. Wow, that the emphasis on bigger, bigger. As Before. in, Noak has a pretty good-sized dick, but this, I found a better one. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I try. I'm trying, trying to save myself. I'm trying to save myself. He said he's got a bigger dick. No homo. Jeez, Just have mercy. Um, See, this this is why everyone associates sailors with the village people and homosexuals. Just be people like you. Home, I said no homo. You can't put that on me. Oh, yeah, but but you 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 hesitated though when you said it. Well, surprise. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um. All right. Shout my, so shout out to my girl. I'm sorry, man. All right, so now we have an all-out declaration of war between Austin and James. This is going to be fun. fun. And, segment, that's, guys. and that's why he's not here right now. That's, not, that's why he's not here right now, because he was too much of uh, not a man Ooh. To, come and, to come and talk to me. Oh, no. Uh, by the way, that's uh, Austin Bremer, by the way. Uh, he, w- he was the uh, former and founder, CEO of AC Food Company, which, James, that, that's where that. you started your was... uh, security, right? Um, then we kick you out. If you want to take it back, then yeah. <laughs> if you want to take it back, yeah. Um, uh, myself and Kane works work in security for a seafood company. Uh, I don't really associate myself with the letter A anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, I I, I wasn't aware of this uh, C um merger. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's it's but, all good. But um. Yeah, so I was, it was actually really funny because I was listening to that podcast and then you guys brought it up and I was like, bro, I remember that. I was like, fuck. I was like feeling super nostalgic because I, I, I remember that exact sports trip. I, like, I remember sitting up at that like, little truck stop and oh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah, man, and that's what I really like about this is just like sitting down with you guys and talking about like – I don't want to say the good old days just because, we're like, you know, we're super young in the grand scheme of things. But, I mean, it's just, like, you wouldn't, at heart. you wouldn't think about it and you wouldn't talk about how much fun you had if it didn't yeah. mean something to you, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's there's plenty of stuff in our life that we've gone through. Um, you Both you and I have gone through some stuff. And we look yeah. back on it now. We don't talk about it as much because we didn't really care about it. But it's, like, when we talk about, like, baseball season, especially that year – I mean, we didn't do well, but I tell you what, we had a grand old time. <clears throat> I wouldn't – I'll be honest with you. So when I first got to Siganella and the soccer team recruited me right away, um, and I didn't really get the chance. And, like, it was an automatic, like, oh, we're soccer. Like, fuck the baseball guys. Like, we're so much better than them, this, that, and the third. And I kind of got merged into that mentality. <clears throat> and then senior year rolled around, and I wanted to try something new. Me and Nowak became really great friends. And along with all the other guys on the baseball team, um, you know, Lopez, yourself, um, not so much Kane. Um, but, you know, it became, I'm not going to say like a merger of a family, but who else do you know that has a baseball and a soccer champ tag? Not, not that many people. I think John Gaspor is the only one that I, kn- yeah. I, that I knew. <clears throat> and that's like, yeah. that, that's a while ago. That was my freshman year. Yeah, so it was just kind of like, man, like, I just spent, like, you know, half this year talking shit about these guys, and then I actually got to know them, and I'm like, I don't piece of shit for, you know, saying these things, but at the end of the day, it was like, you know, because I didn't join sports to do sports. Yeah. I'm not, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm a decent player, um, but 
I joined sports for the camaraderie, the teamwork, the friendship, you know, the uh, the travel, you know. Yeah. And uh, it just, no, like, no matter who it was in Siganella, it, it became like a close-knit family. And I feel like that, like, I wouldn't trade, you know, the road trips and the plane trips and um, the championships and all. I wouldn't trade any of those memories for shit. Because at the end of the day, I got to be with my boys, um, doing dumb shit, making memories, man. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that, that, that was what was really fun about it. Especially because, like, <clears throat> you know, everyone, like, who plays on teams in the U.S., they've been together since kindergarten. So, like, they have a pretty yeah. good bond. But how our bond, like, all of our bonds got together was we were put on a bus, like, sardines <laughs> for eight-plus hours in one direction. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. had to get along. Yeah, those sports shows were something fucking else, man. Oh yeah. I think I think one of the better memories of those sports trips were uh, me and Kane going back and forth battle rapping. Dude, those rap battles in general on those trips. The rap man. battles were fire. Dude, I got my man. I remember my senior year, dude. Uh, our <clears throat> co- our new coach, Coach Carter, man. He came in and like because. Uh, we were at the auto grill, like, probably, you know, the first one we hit at, uh, right after we get off the ferry, like, on the way up to Naples. You remember what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he gets out. We're all, like, in front of a bus because we're all in front of the bus because it's gassing up. We have, like, a full schoolyard circle. And it's just a softball team and baseball team. We're going at it. And Coach Carter comes in, and he turns around, and he looks at the baseball team. And, of course, I got the beats going because I always had the beats. And he just starts going one by one, roasting all of us. And I was just like, oh, my Damn. God. It was, Y'all had a savage. He did not care, man. He And that that was what's really cool about it. And, you know, all of us called him Coach Kuh. That was good, Kuh. Yeah, exactly, man. And, you know, but it's just those memories, man, just we all <clears> ripped <throat> on each other, like, no tomorrow. But at the end of the day, we we're all like, yeah, that was a good one. And we all came back to practice together on Monday, and we were back to the team, you know. Yeah, so, what the best? I think the the best part about me and Kane going at each other is because we we didn't start out as friends. We started off as sworn enemies, just automatically, like right really? away. I never you, knew this yeah. story. Yo, <laughs> I just I just thought y'all were just playing like y'all hated each other, like like how you hated Austin or like how like no, me and Austin's hatred was just kind of a joke. Like everyone assumed I did hate him actually. I'm not gonna lie. I did hate him at first because uh, <clears throat> he took my seal position. <sighs> wait, but, wait. What did you say? I, I couldn't really hear you over that cough. <clears throat> the seal's position. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I thought. So he said, for those who did, the CO position at our unit. All right, continue. Yes, he took it. Yes. Yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> so I was so fucking hot about that. I was so mad. Anyway, um, so, fuck was I saying? I got uh, lost you in the fuck each other. Oh, yeah. So, me and Kane started out on probably one of the worst terms I've had with somebody in uh, Siganella. But it was, it was because of females. How it always is. Right. So, it's no secret, uh... I was um, 
talking to a certain blonde-haired uh, female um, named uh, Cl- uh, Chloe. Uh, oh, okay, yes. Okay, now I remember everything, yes. That's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. it's all starting to come back to me. Okay, yes. Yeah, I, um, I mean, you could drop names if you want. It's your story, but I mean... Okay, I wasn't sure if... Okay, so... Hey, you're, you're was, the one who's saying it. I, you're, <laughs> you're the one who can get repercussions, not me. True. But, um, yeah, so I was talking to um, Chloe, and uh, she, Kane came in to Signella, and then basically right up stole my girl. And it was kind of like a back-and-forth kind of thing after that. Um, like, me and Kane were you know, hated each other, and then, you know, him and I got to know each other pretty well because, you know, certain situations, and uh, became great friends. Great friends. I love that man. I say, yeah, you guys got matching tattoos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the sigh, that, uh, that doesn't sound too good. <clears throat> well, Kane had to get his tattoo covered up. That's right. So, yeah, we got, uh, we got matching tattoos, but he tried to join the Navy, and uh, they told him that our tattoos were gang-related, and he couldn't join until he got it covered up. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, see, I, I know, I remember him posting a picture of him, like, cover, it looked like it, it was a compass or something, and it covered up, and I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder why he got that covered up. Like, maybe I thought you guys had a falling out, and he was like, oh, man, I don't want this. Crush man. all... Crush all rumors right here. That's still my boy. No, no. I, uh, it, it was me who thought that because I was just like, oh, man. They got him together. Just, just oh. for anybody listening, Kane is my boy. There you go. He was actually um, going to – if Boston was coming on, he was actually going to be on it as well because they're uh, they're both together right now here in uh, Washington. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. That yeah, but, fire. But, I, but obviously they're both asleep. You just can't hang, bro. No, they can't. Bro, I'm like, right now, I'm barely hanging because I took a melatonin um, oh, uh, pill. And right now, it's like, I'm like, I, I feel like Forrest Whitaker right now. I got one eye open, <laughs> one one eye almost shut, just like, in uh, uh, the time. Like, seriously, man, su- serious for- Forrest Whitaker going on right now. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I'm hanging on. It's only, uh, Four o'clock over here. But yeah, and you, you just you just got off of work, so you're good to go, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm so ready to fuck shit up. T- tell us what life is like as a <clears throat> Navy MA. It's ass. It's complete shit. Um, you can't trust anybody. Um, you start to think you can trust people, and then then they fuck you over. Um, if you're not the most exemplary sailor, your chain of command will do its hardest to fuck you over. Um, the, the worst and best part about being an MA though, I will say is you are on the inside looking out, uh, you, you operate, you live and you carry out your life in a glass house and everybody walking down the street sees you in this glass house and they are waiting for you to fuck up. And the moment, and the moment that you do is the moment that they're down your throat, because they see an MA mess up, 
and all of a sudden it's like, oh, the MAs don't give a fuck, so why should I give a fuck, right? Yeah, that idea so, of putting you at a higher standard because yeah, you're, that's, you're an MA, yeah. even though like you're a young MA, you're still learning, but they're setting you to the point in which they think you need to be at this level, but at which like you're still, in the grand scheme of things, still super young. Yeah, and that, that was going to bring me to my next point is that it's a good and a bad thing, you know. We are held to a higher standard. We are held to uphold the the rules, the regulations, and the laws of the community. Um, and that's a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Man, you're sounding like JT Suits right now. <laughs> Straight up, man. Like I, I've, I've, I've grown a lot, man. The Navy's taught me a lot of things. The real world has, has raised me pretty okay. That's good, man. Yeah, I was, you know, I've, I, I've, I viewed it really differently, like the MA community, because I only worked with them like partially, like you know. So everything mm-hmm. that I saw, yeah. looked their life looked awesome. Like I was like, heck yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah, it seems pretty nice um, when you're not doing the job. It's long hours. People don't appreciate what you do. People don't understand why you do the things that you do. You know, you are basically you know, you can ruin somebody's career in one night, you know? And it's just kind of that mentality that sucks. And the legal side of the Navy is not what it, you know, should be. It's not up to par with what it should or how it should work. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, you're you're working long hours. You're tired. You just want to go home. If you've got a family, you know, you don't get time to go see them. You know, it's... It's hard work, man. Yeah. So then, would you, after being a, a law enforcement officer in the <clears throat> Navy, would you, by any means down your road, even think about being a law enforcement officer in the civilian sector? Just because, like, you've already been in that place, or would you not continue as a Leo in the civilian sector? So, just from your point of view, because I've I have a lot of MA friends who just got out, and it's it's really mixed between the community Mm -hmm. about going into the civilian sector or not. So, um, here's, here's the thing about that, right? Uh, growing up as a Navy child, I'm not used to consistency, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate. Oh yeah. Uh, so being in the same spot, doing the same thing for any extended period of time makes me uneasy and it makes me feel antsy right yeah so that's probably the best way i could explain it um so whether i'm doing four or 22 years you know or you know plus um the only thing is is that i don't think i could see myself being an ma full-time in the navy right like i feel like it would reach a point where it's just the same thing at every single command, doing the same dumb, you know, not dumb, sorry, but doing the same thing uh, over and over again on repeat, just at a, in a different area. <clears throat> and uh, so if I were to stay in the Navy uh, for, you know, 20 years, say, uh, I would really, really, really make an attempt to cross-rate something different, HM, um, you know, maybe try something in the intelligence side, um, but as far as getting out of the military, I've got 
separate plans, completely different goals, man. Like I've, I've got, how do I, a rough background. Um, I've gone through everything you can think of in the book, right? And I didn't really have that necessary understanding of, oh, well, if you just did this, then this wouldn't have happened. Or if you just talked to this person, then you wouldn't have all the stress on your shoulders. Or, you know, you can't carry the weight of the world on your back. Right. You know, kind of mentality, right? Yeah. So once I uh, get out of the Navy, I uh, my intentions are um, to go to school and uh, work uh, full-time on getting my degree, my education up, and becoming a, uh, a therapist. Oh, and wow. Helping out, and helping out kids that, uh, that had you know, the same mentality I did growing up um, and helping them to come and, you know, see the light because therapy to me, you know, it's not, it wasn't always how I view it now. I always thought therapy was dumb. You know, I was like, why, why would I go to see somebody and tell them about my problems? Like, yeah. who are and, they? They don't give a fuck, you know? And especially like with, with young men between yeah. like, the ages of like 12 to eight to 18 it's really society really views it as being weak. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm 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 a big I'm a red blooded American. I believe that every boy should rub some dirt on it. But at the same time, like I, I know what you're talking about about the whole idea of like putting the whole world on your shoulders, um, yeah. or or always having that mentality. And it, it's hard, especially when you got uh, microscopes on you because you're viewed this way because you perform well and certain aspects of life whether that be in sports school or uh, extracurriculars so it's like i completely understand what what you're saying and yeah. the idea that you know you going into therapy man that i, I never knew that man and you know yeah, i it's always kind of back now for knowing that about you yeah it's kind of um it's kind of one of those things that was always in the back of my mind um but it really kind of took getting pushed out into like the real world and you know being an adult and seeing, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, still, a ch- I'm still a kid, you know, I'm 19 years old, but I've definitely breached, you know, the gates to a new mentality, seeing people my age, younger than me, um, you know, people that I work with that are, you know, way older than me, people, you know, first class as chiefs, you know, everybody struggles, man. And, you know, as a kid, like you don't, you don't really see that. As a child, you know, you think, oh, I can't wait to be a teenager because they're so cool. And then you become a teenager and you're, you know, a loner or something. Yeah, yeah it's like, School's what really does it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, I can't wait, you know, to go to college because they have their life all figured out. And you go to college and then, you know, everyone's broke as fuck and sad and depressed. And then you're like, I can't wait to get this over with and be an adult and have everything, you know, sorted out and everything, you know, under control. And then you become an adult. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. You know, there's always a, another plateau that you want to reach. And then once you reach that plateau, there's always something else, you know? It, it reminds me a lot about, like, when you blow bubbles as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm going to catch that bubble. Then it pops. And then you're like. But then you still go. You keep going for the other bubble. Yeah, because you're like, oh, maybe that bubble won't pop. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, like. For me, being back in the U.S. for a year, I, I saw that a lot, especially, like, going to Olympic College here in Washington. I, I saw that a lot with both kids who are local here as well as 
guys who got out of the military and are going back to college, getting their degree and all that, you know, using their GI Bill, truly, honestly, the struggle, it does not discriminate whatsoever. White, black, poor, rich, good, bad, indifferent, or another. Everyone's got something that they're concerned about. Exactly. That troubles them and that worries them. Yeah. No matter who you are. Exactly. But then you've, you've been able to express that in in art for you and art for you man it's been ink let me tell yeah. you you're probably the most inked up person from we graduated. yeah so how many tattoos do you have um let me count one two three four <laughs> that's right five, you can six, count tattoos on yourself seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen sixteen that doesn't seem right. Did you? Did, uh, let me go to seventeen, eighteen, probably about eighteen, maybe. Eighteen. Wow, maybe, that's that's a lot, more. man. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the biggest piece that you have? Um, I say, I'd say probably my Marilyn Monroe piece. Um, either my Marilyn Monroe piece or my chest, my chest hat. Actually, I, I've I got, seen your uh, Raven. <clears throat> yeah. That that's so, your chest piece, right? Right, the raven extends from my sternum all the way out to uh, my shoulder, and then down below my nipple, and then on my collarbone. It's pretty, it's a pretty hefty piece. Um, but my Marilyn Monroe tat is probably well. It's I only got it. There's really no significant meaning behind it aside from you know she's an icon and everybody looked up to her. Um, and uh, I guess you could say, you know, she she set a standard for uh, females back then. Yeah, it's just not how it is today, you know. But I got Marilyn Monroe tatted on my uh, on my arm. Well, her whole She's scandal all... with Kennedy is still like what like the modern day people are like. Yeah, that shit's hard as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That shit's hard as fuck. So what's the what's been your dumbest tattoo you've ever done? <laughs> I don't like the laugh of that. <laughs> <laughs> Word to the wise: Don't party with Marines. Don't party with Marines. I don't like how the story is going. Um, I'm not sure if it's my dumbest tattoo or my hardest tattoo. <clears throat> because wait, is that a pun intended? <laughs> let me. That's what I want to know. Is it pun intended? Let me. Let me get into it, dog. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> once upon a time, um, young, young James in his ways about three weeks ago, um, Oh wow, really recent. Super recent. Um, yeah, I was basically, I went to a buddy of mine who, you know, his tag, he had a tattoo gun and that's basically like, I was using his equipment to, um, you know, start off with before, you know, purchasing my own and, you know, feeling it out and, you know, basically just getting my start. Yeah. Um, so it started off, I, uh, I tattooed a cross on myself, on my arm, uh, and I go my wrist <clears throat> and it was myself, a few of my shipmates and, uh, a couple Marines and, uh, my big ass mouth was, uh, I was like, you know, fuck you guys, like, Marines ain't shit, like, 
you know, basically. And, um, being all who, yeah. 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 And that's how I ended up getting faced off by a Marine. And, uh, it was basically a pissing contest between the two of us. And I mean, we're friends, we're friends, right? Um, so Jesus Christ. So basically I was like, look, you know, us fucking sales out here getting fucking balcony tattoos and shit. Like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, Y'all ain't about it, like y'all ain't about it, like y'all are pussies, like Marines ain't shit. And he was like, Pierce, I love you, dog. You're cool, you're funny as shit. But don't fucking ever say the Marines ain't shit. And I was like, alright, alright. And I got back up in his face and I was like, Marines ain't shit. Oh man. That was and... that was that the poke the bear, man. <laughs> you poked the bear. And um <clears throat> he's like, all right, so I see you guys getting tattoos, but um, have I showed you this? <clears throat> and he pulls out a video of uh, a guy in his platoon that uh, he's tattooing his cock. Oh. And he tattooed a smiley face on the, you know, the up part of his dick. <clears throat> oh, no. Like on, the, like on the top part. Yep. And um, like right on the like, shaft. Yeah, and he was like, so, uh, sailors ain't shit. Oh. And I was like, what are you saying, dog? And he was like, you know what? Tattoo your dick, and then Marines won't be shit. Oh, man. I was just sitting there, I was like, I mean, Marines are cool, I guess. You know, like, I don't know what I'm saying, like, (laughs) not like, I was like, you know, like, Marines are pretty cool. Uh. And he was like, you tattoo your dick. And his girlfriend, Alexis, he was, who was there, she was like, you tattoo your dick, I'll let her tattoo whatever she wants on my body. And I was like, damn, that might be a sacrifice. I'd say, yeah, like, you got you to gotta, you gotta mess I, up I mine, put her off man. to the I'm, side. I'd be afraid to put be her off to the side. Jesus Christ, dude, you have no idea. I put her off to the side, and I was like, you better tattoo a dick on this motherfucker. <laughs> She was like, I got something even better. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, a vagina? Like, she was like, just trust me, dog. Like, do it. And I sat down. And I pulled my dick out. And I sat there for a good 20 minutes. And I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I can't. I would like, I would get real close to the needle. And I was like, mm, no. I can't. I, I could not bring myself to doing it. <clears throat> And then my boy, whose gun it was, was like, fuck it, dog, let me do it. And I was like, you know what? Do it. Wait, did you say no homo right before it? Yes, I did, actually. All right, good. Then we're good. Yeah, so he takes a tattoo gun, and he he gets real close. And I, I pulled my chair out, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. Dog. I can't do this, man. And he was like, stop fucking moving around. Like, don't be a pussy. Like, just do so long story short, he uh, he dots an eye, hurt like a bitch. Dots another eye, hurt like a bitch. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not a fucking pussy. The other guy tattooed his dick. I'll tattoo my dick. And I drew the smiley face. Dang. On the underside of my dick. Oh, so just on the reverse. Yep. Nice. <clears throat> so yeah. w- when you got it done, were you like... 
full soft, full hard, full, like half chub, like like what's the anatomy soft, there? Like full soft. I stretched I stretched my dick. Okay. And then yeah. So then what what does it look like full erect then? Oh dude, it's fucking awful. <laughs> I mean <laughs> let me uh let me let me take that back. Um <laughs> it looks good. The tattoo itself is good, solid. Um, but uh, what I didn't really think about was getting hard with this tattoo. Ooh. Um, the tattoo, soft, is at the base of my dick. Hard, it's dead smack in the middle. <laughs> just, just there. Big old smiley face is waiting. But you know what? When I'm happy, so is he. <laughs> and that's just kind of how I'm rolling with it. <laughs> I'm really hoping it fades fast. That's great. Oh, my goodness. That, that, I, I think that's a, that's a new one, man. Having to explain that to my girlfriend was um, not a walk in the park. What, what was her initial reaction when you said that you had a smiley face? Uh, so she's back home on leave right now. She's in the states right now. Um, Navy girl, hey. Um, so I told her I had one, and then she was like, "I don't believe you." Oh. And then I was like, "All right, well." She was like, "Show me," and I was like, "And I was going to," and then I was like, "You know what? It would be even funnier for her to see it herself in person for the first time." Oh my god. So then, later on, I was like, you know, a few days passed, and I was like, I'm going to go, um, you know, purchase a tattoo kit. Um, might redo my smiley face, you know, like, as a joke. Yeah. I was like, might, might redo my dick tattoo. And then she was like, show it to me. So I sent her a photo of the tattoo. And her literal response was about 150 just, wow, 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 wow. And I was like... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She didn't believe you, and then you're like, oh, no, it's real. Yeah. Um, I love tattooing myself, to be honest. I might do, like, my entire leg is just tattoos I did by myself. That'd be really cool. I, like, uh, I saw this dude one time, man, with a leg sleeve. Yeah, dude, those are hard. Yeah, those look cool, man. I mean, I've got two tat—I've got two tattoos on one leg and then another tattoo on the other. And um, two of them were done barrack style. Um, I got a big ass, you know, lighthouse mural for my father on one leg, and then on the ankle of that same leg, it says love in red, red ink. Um, and then the first tattoo I did on myself on my leg was um, my lace up tattoo. Um, which turned out pretty pretty well, if you ask me. Um, yeah. Nice. Dude, but my tattoos are dude let cool. me tell you this barrack story, man, because you're talking about tattoos barrack style. You don't know anything. Oh, no, no, no. I've got some stories that would make I, you want to go to church. I, I got one. Oh, this probably won't make you go to church, but it, this is just the idea of barracks. So I was in Fort Knox, Kentucky. I was in a holding company because I hurt my shoulder. So they moved me yeah. out of the regular barracks into a holding company, right? Well, so there's this little Puerto Rican kid. 
I was there. Uh, he was there early for camp, so he was just he was stuck there. Well, we go to the PX, and he starts buying these random ass things. I was just kind of like, okay, that's that's kind of weird. Like he was buying like batteries and pens and like, like you know, like he's buying stuff and taking stuff apart, and he's working on it for about a good three hours because I take a two hour oh nap God. and I wake up and he's still working on it. I was like, walk over. I'm like. Hey Jose, what, what you uh, what you uh, working? And then he turns around, he turns it on, and he made a homemade tattoo gun. That's savage. I could probably do it. it. You probably could, but I was just like, but that's savage. The, and it worked. He's like, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, you want the first one? I'm like, nope. I'm okay, man. I'm. Uh, I would have been like, yes. I was like, well, give it to me. He he smelled, man. Like I don't think he took a shower. Ever. Like, like if you made one, I'd be like, ah, yeah, man, tattoo me up. But like, I don't need to make one. I've got two. Well, if you didn't have one, you got to make one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, he just turned around. And he started buzzing it and, like, walking over to me. Here, you want it? I'm, man, no, I'm okay. Like, like, no, you know, I'm good, actually, to be honest. I'm pretty fucking good. Yeah, the fact that he made it in, like, three hours, like, my main fear was that it was going to blow up. Yeah, because I started, I started smelling something when he turned it on, and I think he probably lifted his arms up. <laughs> you know, he probably did, man. I tell you what, I don't know what smelled worse—the coils burning or him, just in general. But uh, True. it was uh, it was something else. Let me tell you, man. Um, but yeah, dude, I was, you know, I'm excited, man, for your tattoo shop and all that because I love tattoos. I got one, and I'm ready to get more, man. Like I really want. I totally get... forgot. Get a tattoo, man. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, those things are—they kind of hurt. Just a little bit, you know. After a while, just it just started getting annoying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But um. I don't know, dude. I don't really have too many tattoos. I don't really know. Uh yeah. You know. You, you know. I think after like three or four, did you just stop feeling it? Yeah. Depend. Let me take you back. Um. That was my mentality after a lot of tattoos I did on my arm, right? Or not that I did on my arm, but that I got done on my arm. <sighs> Bro. Let me fucking tell you something about getting body tats. Don't do it. Says the your man rib with ca- 18 tattoos. Your rib- I've got so many tattoos on my body, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, actual, like, torso tats, dude. They oh, fucking, oh, okay, okay. They fucking blow. Um... <clears throat> The first tattoo I got on my... I don't have my back tattooed yet. You got that on me. Personally, I thought the back was not that bad. The only thing that, like, really, like, really hurt was when I was getting my V's done. Your V... Oh. It's lettering. It's got a bunch of V's in it. There's a lot of never. There's four... No, there's only one never in the... In the... Um... In the Creed, but... Just that V, man. It felt like he was literally cutting a V in my back. Like, straight up, like, put a scalpel and just cut that V out. It was, uh, it's pretty bad. But yeah, you got one on your chest, man, right? Hello? James? Oh, man. He must have cut out. All right, kids. Well, hey, that's all the time we got for right now. 
Apparently James must have cut out. I don't know where he went. Um, thank you guys again for uh, coming on to uh, Carson's Corner. Um, if you guys want to go follow James, um, I'll put his description uh, below. You guys go ahead and go follow him. Um, I don't know if he's going to be making a Instagram page for his uh, um, tattoo uh, company yet. I'm not sure, uh, but I'll ask him. And if that's the case, uh, we'll add that below as well. Um, thank you guys again for coming on an episode of Carson's Corner. Um, it's, I'm glad to be back. It's great. Um, you know, wish I wasn't back in the way I had to come home um, with shoulder injuries. But, hey, man, what are you going to do? Injuries are injuries. Uh, anyways, um, y'all know where to find me. If not, uh, I'll put in my links below. Um, and, uh... This has been a fun episode. It's good to catch up with old friends. And um, this is the official declaration of war between James and Austin. So uh, stay tuned for that. And um, catch you guys next time. And oh, yeah, last thing. Shout out for the week. Because we always got to do a shout out. I want to shout out my NIMI friends for graduating Fort Knox Basic Camp. And I want to shout out 3rd Platoon Alpha Company out of Fort Knox for graduating as well. Um, especially, uh, my Bay, Bay 118. Um, specifically Forbes. Ow, dang. I don't know what just happened. I just felt the pop. Um, <laughs> Forbes, Lynch, El Chapo, uh, Forrest, Geronimo, uh, Cago, Intel, Garcia, and Chimp, man. Love you guys. Uh, wish I could have been there to graduate with y'all, but, um, Glad y'all stuck out with it. And also, uh, um, yeah, that's it. Those are the only shout-outs I can think of right now. Anyways, guys, um, y'all take it easy, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.